What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm Tegan. I'm Leon. Welcome to Good Time. Not a long time. In this podcast, we... Oh, shit. What are we going to do? We're going to have a general chat. (laughs) Then we're going to have some news articles to discuss. And then we'll finish it off with some deep thoughts at the end. I... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What would you call... I don't know what to do. Help me. Leon, can you reintroduce it? (laughs) <laughs> I really tried. No, let's to, carry on. I really tried to remember it, and then like it just all mushed into one. Yeah, you, 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 know, you were there. You were nearly there. All you missed out was let's get straight into the podcast. I'm sure I missed out a massive chunk. You did miss out a massive chunk, but we're not going to talk about it. Okay. We, you did well. You okay. did well. Okay. <laughs> the anxiety sweats are real right now. Oh, anxiety. <laughs> Oh. So for any new listeners, <laughs> that's that's not usually our intro. It's just that last week in uh, the last episode, we did say that Tegan was going to do the intro this week. I hate the fact you remember these things. <laughs> <laughs> you should know by now. You should know. I was listening to the... When I was editing it, I was listening back to the recording. And I was like, you know what? You're going to have to introduce the podcast next week. And you were start going, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And then at that point, I was like, okay... I'm gonna, I am going to make this woman remember. Rude. There you go. That was the intro by Tegan this week. Never again. Do you want to do it again next week? <laughs> Never again. Also, I've got some exciting news for me anyway. So I got hamsters, I think about a month ago now. No it's been way. a while. It's been... It's been <laughs> Fuck me. It's been a it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been ages. But I've managed to tame both hamsters. Like both hamsters are now tame and I'm just I'm over the moon because you know now every night I can just have a little bonding time, a little play with my hamsters and they're just absolutely great. Like it's it's weird to think that a few weeks ago the brown hamster would like draw blood from a finger. Like, honestly, he was that vicious. He'd bite into my finger and he would not let go until he drew blood. So <laughs> it's bad to think that it's gone from that to now going to how it's like now where he enjoys running on my hands. He likes exploring around my arms. You know, he likes to lay on my hands, lie on my hands as well. And yeah. And also whenever I open the door from a room, he always like pops his little head out to just to just see, has Leon got any food today? Has he got any food? Yes. Okay. Bring it to me. So what you're trying to say is using and abusing you. 
Well, that's pretty much that's standard for for pets, right? True, yeah. That's, that's literally all my it's, guinea pigs want. It's like you give all of your love to them, and they give absolutely nothing back, but you you love it anyway. It's like a toxic relationship. But yeah, no, I finally tamed my hamsters, and you know, I'm over the moon. I thought it was never going to happen. I thought they were untamable. I was also scared that you know maybe because Morpeka was biting me all the time, he was an aggressive hamster. It just turns out he was a. Uh, he was just curious at first to check whether my fingers were like food. So yeah, now everything's fine and having an absolute whale of a time with my hamsters. It's all going great. I love it. Let's talk about something that I did last weekend that I have still not corrected and I don't know that I'm going to correct, but probably should correct. Okay. Um, Obviously, I was drinking like two days on the bounce last weekend. Yes. Yes. And when I was drinking with my work colleagues, um, I decided to add them all to my snapchat story that is such a bad thing like mm-hmm. yeah no, it imagine is. imagine including your bosses as well yeah like my, my manager and deputy manager are there oh yeah. oh yeah oh yeah whoa keep in mind this story is um well how would you describe my story it's just my thoughts it's just no one really cares Chaotic. and i continue to post like I am a yep. YouTube vlogger. I really do. I really do. Just a little vlog every day. Um, however... You should just create a YouTube channel. At this point, probably. But, however, really funny is they all find me fucking hilarious because, like, you're so different outside of work. And I'm like, yeah, because here I just get... I get nervous. I get shy. However, they all find me funny. And there was a video I put on on the Saturday after we'd been drinking. And it was me yep. sat there. I come home to the fucking bunny. And I'm like, there's a fucking bunny in my house. It wasn't there this morning. It wasn't there last night. Yeah. Where's it come from? Yeah. And one of the women from work was like, I could not stop watching it. She was like, it just kept making me laugh. Like, it was so funny. You were so shocked <laughs> and concerned. Yeah. Um, and then she was like, do you want you to be good at a podcast? And then I started nervously sweating. I thought, Ooh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I, oh. Why? Well, you know what? They've already seen your story. So they might as well just start listening to the podcast as well. Like, it's no different. I just often come on that level yet. Like, I, I kind of feel awkward around my story. Like, I have to keep... If you've noticed, my very private one's being used a lot more because they're all on my private one. Right. And I'm okay. just... Some things I just feel like I'm just not ready to post yet. <laughs> well, it would be it would be funnier. They find me hilarious, though. So maybe I just need to, you know... I love that. I'm fucking comedy genius. Exactly. And I'm still surprised that you get nervous or do you not get nervous in work anymore not as much i'm coming out my shell quite a lot more now really right okay i was about to say because i'm honestly like twice going around to their house and having a drink and you know them seeing your story as well surely it should be getting to a point now where you're not that nervous around them no like Like, um, i think i I think your colors are definitely shining yesterday i i'm gonna see my workplace i'm not i'm not if if anyone (laughs) with what money actually does hear i'm genuinely not it is a joke <laughs> so i was it was nearly it was nearly time for me to get gone which means that near four o'clock and that's when i call the four o'clockers go so i was putting the bags yep. on the desk outside so that when they went to reception to wait for the parents like you know they're already there and i turn around to open the door and someone my deputy manager you know who my deputy manager is don't you yes well she pushed the door as i pushed Biggie. it yeah, Biggie. um as i pushed it <laughs> she pushed it on me right now i didn't realize i f- yep. full-on side of my head into the door <laughs> side of the door but then i also have a pandora brace on and a bit of my arm kind of like was pushing the door that dug into me right and i open it again and oh, she's wow. running off down the corridor and i'm like is she having me on i was like deputy manager not deputy manager. i said her name i was like i really wish that would have been on camera because if you would have seen my face when it happened i just looked at the door so confused for like 0.3 seconds it's like it's only like a minute for it to register what had just happened it was the oh, first thing ever 
the amount of injuries you've probably had at work already. Like, let's list them out. What? You got abused by a two-year-old. Then you fell okay, that's what outside. That. Right, yeah. And then you, like, have an incident with the door. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, anymore? Oh, if only, if only every single situation was recorded. Well, the one where I fell compilation. Was, but my manager was too nice. I was like, no, you can't do that. It's tight on her to go back and watch it. Oh, come on. I, well, even I said you should have. It was quite funny, to be fair, because the way I just, lo- I remember looking up and waiting for everyone to notice because I thought I, there was no way I was getting up without <laughs> anyone noticing, but I really wanted to get up without anyone noticing. But what I'm trying to say is my ego has been boosted. Okay. Then people finding me funny at work, my ego is boosted by like 10. I just thought I was funny to people who knew me. Like, you're like proper knew me. Yeah. Uh, it's quite disturbing though, to be honest. Your ego getting bigger. Says you. Says Ex- you. What? What? Says I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that is I do bold. not know what you're talking about. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Also, absolutely big fat devastated because it is my manager's 40th tomorrow. Yes. And like, everyone from work's basically going, yeah, absolutely mad party. I have realised I'm going to miss the line of duty final. <gasps> oh no. Which could be the end of the entire series ever. So... I am mortified at myself for agreeing. I mean, I'm not because I'm going to enjoy myself. However, yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is the end of the entire uh, series as well because I think I I saw a post from I think one of the writers or whatever, and they were like, "This couldn't have been a more fitting end to Line of Duty." So I think it is like, well, no, the final. Honest, final. I, see, I want you to watch, so I don't want to spoil it. Like, I don't want to spoil. Right. Cause I do want you to watch it, but. There is a way they could do a seventh series, and a lot of the cast have said, like, if they do a seventh series, they will come back. Like, there's a way it could be done. And the writer, Jed, I think he's a writer, he has said you need to wait till the very end of the episode, which to me means, like, the thing that we've been working towards, like, the entire show is either going to be revealed or the Series 7 trailer is going to be released, or, like, the announcement of Series 7. Leon, I mean, it's at the prime. It has literally been voted, like, the best drama on the BBC in the past 13 years, I think. Like, it it, it beat The Bodyguard. It beat also... No, The Bodyguard? Yeah, it's better than The Bodyguard. I love The Bodyguard. It's 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 been rated better than The Bodyguard. Um, They literally got 13 million views the other week. No joke. Holy crap. Yeah, it's mad. Mate. I am going to have to start watching it. I remember when Line of Duty was first, you know, in its early developments, in its early stages, and I just looked at it as another, oh, it's another UK drama. See, the thing is, this may spoil it for you, but it's only Series 1, and it happens very early on in Series 1, so I'm going to just say this now. I just think they need... Spoiler alert, everyone. um, If they just get Jackie Lavity out of that freezer, she'll be defrosted by Sunday. I'm just saying, get her out, get her defrosting. Jackie Lavity, man, (laughs) she is a dodgy fucker. Like, oh, she would fucking love that lush bath bomb I saw on Twitter. Jackie Lavity. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking legend. Oh, no. (laughs) You need to watch it. I managed to watch, there's only five episodes series one, five series two, I need to start series three. I'm watching it from the beginning, but, and also the new series. I watched it in like, I watched series one and two in a week. Well, that's you. That's you. You can do those things. Well, yeah, just when you finish work, just put it on. It's like I struggle to get through two episodes of Modern Family because uh, <laughs> just the amount of... Well, right, I say that I don't have much time, right? When I finish work, obviously, I have all the time in the world. But after like such a long day, I just like to lay in bed and do nothing. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. And for me... For me, that counts as being busy. For me, that ca- and also when I try to watch something after work, I nod off to sleep. So then I have to end up rewatching the episode. Yeah, but at, Leon, a later mate, date. No, because like Line of Duty, it takes over your life. Like literally, this has been the longest. I think this is the longest series they've done because it's been seven or eight episodes. But like okay. when I say it takes over your life, I mean like it fucking takes over your life. I'm gonna have to watch it then. If it's Beat the Bodyguard, I'm gonna have to watch because I love the Bodyguard. Like 
spend week when it's obviously on when you're watching it live you spend weeks just your head's just fucked you never have like in a good way like you just yeah you trust no fucker trust no fucker <laughs> also i need to say this now if one more what, not even on the Twitter, uh that scottish policeman wait wait just wait if we, exactly where i'm getting to if one more person i see on twitter says ted hastings is who you all think i will fucking commit i will commit because <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mary, Jesus, Joseph, and the wee donkey. <laughs> the wee donkey. This is the wee donkey. I fucking love him. But Nick in a bent coppers. He is not Ben. Do not tell me he's Ben. Dicks. <laughs> Absolute big fat dicks. Also, can we just say the, the power that show holds is last week, there was the longest interview scene, which I just want to say this now. I have The only thing I have beef with this show is, right, when you do a police interview, there's like a long beep. Every single time they do an interview, you hear that long beep, and I think, I fucking heard it enough. We've had six series worth of that beep. Stop fucking playing it. I understand there's a long beep <laughs> where everyone sat there, like, yeah. looking awkwardly. I get it. Oh. We had the longest interview scene last week, which was 29 minutes of interview, and we got a lot, a lot, a lot of information. Um, Joe, oh, when you get to series six, just know I truly do trust Joe Davidson. I really do. Call me what you want. Also, I just, she just loves Kate Fleming. You can't tell me it. lesbian things is going on there. You know it. You just know. Mmm. Saucy. We, she, she, oh, she has such a traumatic time in that 29 minutes. She finds something out. I don't want to spoil it, but she finds something out that is mad, mate. But most of that entire scene, the 29 minutes was her just going, no comment no comment a lot of it and then she ended up like, revealing some <laughs> yeah. things and it was, no comment no comment and th- I-, I loved it like that if that was in any other tv show i'd be like this is fucking boring but i was like why has she answered this question and she said no comments like because guess what what they're asking oh, her is true it's all a mystery <gasps> but she can't the conspiracies no they're, like, it's basically one big fucking conspiracy to the police also they mentioned jimmy savile a lot this series and last uh, not this series Ooh. like yeah this series jimmy savile gets mentioned a lot it's about police corruption in it ac12 anti-corruption unit 12 oh, and we all well, know how much i would love to nick a bent copper <laughs> Do you wanna, should we clip this can we clip that <laughs> you need to watch it leon i actually genuinely i will i will after this will after this watch the first episode dare you i will not i absolutely okay, dragon I, I, dare I, I, you you can't you can't back out with dragon after dare the, can i not no, i've not agreed to it no no because it's a dragon dare you can't it's a dragon dare no one wow. agrees to a wow. dare Wow. I double dragon dare you. Beat that bitch. Wow. You know what? This is abuse. This is abuse of power. No, no, you'll be fucking like hooked, I tell you. I'm not even joking. Yeah, but I, I, I want to play COD. <laughs> After your game of COD, I d- double dragon dare you. Right, okay. Right, I will watch the first episode yes. by the end of today. Right, and oh that my God, will the be first my episode. Oh, baby Kate and Anna. <laughs> wow, the true yeah, best friends. I will friends. watch... I will watch the first episode by You will today. fall in love with Kate Fleming. Like, not even like in a romantic way. You'll just love, everyone loves Kate Fleming. She's a bad bitch. I probably will. I probably will. And if it is better than The Bodyguard, then I will probably get hooked on it. You will. Because I've been watched The Bodyguard in one sitting. And Trust. I have no regrets. Trust, Leon. But like the things that I've been watching recently on YouTube... <laughs> But it's quite embarrassing because mm, if you went onto my YouTube recommendations, you'd think a child <laughs> was watching it. Because okay, so obviously there there was a, there were, what what was talking about. I was gonna say there was a period of time where I was obsessed with Pokemon. I still love Pokemon, <laughs> and obviously with that came Pokemon clip recommendations of like your short clips from the Pokemon anime, and oh, it, it, it would just be some things like Lucario being iconic for one minute straight, and I'd be like, oh, that's quite interesting. I just like, you know, so I watch that. My and you know, six-year-old brother watches them. <laughs> 
After watching that so many times, it kind of corrupts your recommendations. So then it got to a point where it, it basically spiraled out of control. It got to a point where it was then recommending like Incredibles 2 stuff because, you know, that's like child related. So I was watching Incredibles 2 stuff. Then I was watching like Edna Mode because she's an absolute icon. I, Edna Mode, like he's not childish. She's an icon. Edna Mode. <laughs> oh my God, you look fat. <laughs> Okay, so, right, so I was watching Edna Mode stuff, but then it got to Edna Mode taking care of Jack-Jack. So I watched Edna Mode taking care of Jack-Jack, and then it got to Jack-Jack being iconic for two minutes straight. So I watched Jack-Jack being iconic for two minutes straight, and then it got to a point where it just, it spiraled out of control. Now I'm being recommended stuff on Boss Baby, I'm being recommended stuff on my other Pixar you go into my recommendations, it's an absolute catastrophe of a mess. I'm a mess of a person. And that's okay. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. Wait, hold on. Let me go on my recommendations now. Let's see. Let's have a look. Oh my God, let's compare YouTube, YouTube recommendations. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Oh, riding the Animal Crossing subway. I've never, <laughs> never watched an Animal Crossing video, but there you go. That's in my recommendations. <laughs> Sogger the Bobcat is very happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Kitty didn't want Tom and Jerry to end. I've been watching a lot of animal videos as well, so they... Do you know you what? Go. Mine is not embarrassing at all. I'm impressed. Holy crap. In my recommendations, Naya Rivera talks about Liam, Ma- Michelle, or Michael's Michelle. onset behaviour in Glee. <laughs> the drama. Don't, don't unlock <laughs> that one. Also, rest in peace, Naya. You absolute beauty. So do you want to know mine? Right, okay, go on then. So we have Motive... Um, X promiscuous so have you heard that mashup a mashup no. we also have 30 seconds to Mars lyric video of Hurricane which is criminal because he wants to listen to the lyric video when there is literally the uncensored music video mm. right I don't know why Bruno Mars is recommended but he is and that's embarrassing because no I love Bruno Mars but also I don't listen to him 30 seconds to Mars <laughs> The Kill oh you can tell Fitz Mars is quite strong there. A selected weekend mix of rave songs. A lot of songs on your recommendations. When by Dodi. Um James Arthur Trainwreck. Why? <laughs> We're quite fitting for your life, to be honest. Another jumpy future house mix. Yeah. Um, and then also there's this girl I watch called Bailey Sarian who does her makeup but talks about serial killers or any murder. Um so that's one of them uh, one of them recommended oh my god the hate three podcast i never never heard of it in my life recommended to me a vocal coach reacting to a famous singer right why is taming parlor i've not listened to taming parlor on youtube ever anyway i have no idea um, a plumbella video of course absolutely um, icon. a sidemen video oh love the sidemen what sidemen recommended to you really i love the sidemen you love oh well we're, we're learning something today How, do you, do you i never why would I not like the Sidemen? I don't know. I don't Who know. Who doesn't I like the Sidemen? Me? <laughs> I've watched Sidemen videos, you know, back in the day, and I just never liked them. I could never get into them. They weren't for me. I didn't like Sidemen. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. No, like right. I, it's just personal what? taste. This this podcast can be controversial, but I think that may be the most controversial thing ever to exist on this podcast. I actually do. No joke. <laughs> What, even more controversial than the tea scenario? No, okay, right, that tops it, but that is second then. Yeah. How, yeah, how do about, you not like them? Like, si- oh my God, Sidemen Tinder when Katie Price was in it, that was so funny. <laughs> I don't know, I think it's just that, it's that chaotic, yeah. boisterous behaviour which I just don't like. Yeah, but I find it really funny. It reminds me of being in high school and I just don't like it. I've got a Mike Ross's interview with Harvey Specter. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know this was recommended. 
Oh, it's Zoe now. It's Zoe's Zoe Sug vlog, and it's when they feel the baby moving. Oh, that's another YouTuber which I do not like watching. Just get out. I am Team Jack, mate. Sorry, Team Jack. Well, I love Jack, mate, we... too. No, even Jack, mate, tweeted out being like, "How cute it is of a baby." So stop, stop with the oh. slander, Jack, mate. What have you done? Oh, oh my God. I just loaded my Twitter up and someone who I talked to on Twitter just put, I hope Joe Davidson survives the tweet in 24 hours. Babe, me too. Joe Davidson and Kate Fleming. Flemingson needs to happen. Thank you. Well, there's a clear difference in our YouTube recommendations then. (laughs) And just to sum it all up in my recommendations, I've got another goofy episode filled with silly jokes for kids. (laughs) So there you go. That's my YouTube recommendations. But I think it's now time to move on to In What World? In This World. In this segment, we discuss something interesting that's going on around us in the world. And this week, a Russian man trapped on a Chinese reality TV show is finally voted out after three months. Imagine. What? Imagine. Trapped. So no, I'm the guy's be honest, called... I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's just like just not making sense to my brain. Okay, right. I'll explain it. I'll explain it. So this Russian guy called Vladislav Ivanov, he's a twenty seven year old part time model from Vladivostok. I am butchering these names. I am so sorry. So basically, a place in Russia. He's from Russia. And he was working on the show called Produce Camp 2021 as a translator. But then the producers saw him and he was like, he's he's quite good looking. Let's make him a contestant. So then he ended up being a contestant for the show. And he was so miserable about it. He absolutely hated it because obviously he was put into, I think it was like a dorm room or whatever. His phone was taken off him. He was basically trapped from the outside world. And every single time he kept on saying to the reporters, please vote me off like i am not going to even try do not, i hope the judges do not support me i do not want to be here but everybody fell in love with that personality <laughs> everyone was like oh my word we love this idol who just doesn't care like he he was also half in his songs a bit as well because he really wanted to be voted off but everybody loved that persona so they kept him in the show for three months that is actually so fucking funny. He was he was in the chat. He was in the Chinese show for three months. How fucking trapped. long are Chinese shows? I don't know. I mean, how long does X Factor go on for? Not that long. Yeah. Imagine, like, you go there as a translator just to translate the show for a bit, and then you get turned into a contestant and you get trapped in the show for three months. The whole idea of it is, I think it's slightly like Korean pop shows, where whoever wins will then be able to form an 11-member international group band, and that's, that's like, the prize you get at the end. So you get put into a band and then, you know, you end up becoming hopefully famous from it. But he did not want any part of it at all. Like, at first, he was okay with it, obviously, because he had to consent to it but then it got to a point where it was like no this isn't for me and he was trying his best to get voted out and it took him three months so that's mad. there you go i love that <laughs> what, what a guy imagine pleading for your life going i really don't want to be here or like please don't vote for me and everyone's being like i like this personality <laughs> i like this i feel like that's something that would happen to you you probably know it actually is, and i think that's why i'm just like i don't get it but I do get it because that is something that had happened <laughs> yeah. to me. But yeah, that's what's been happening. That's mad. Yeah. Surely that's like a breach of human rights. In other news, H&M mm-hmm. are now doing a free suit hire for anybody who wants to go to a job interview. I love this. Yes. I think it's really nice. So basically, oh, 
basically people can walk into H&M, they can hire a suit and they can use it for a day and then obviously you have to bring it back. If you don't bring it back on time, you have to pay a fee and if it's damaged, you're going to have to pay the full price, which I think is like £139, I think it is, for the full suit. But yeah, I absolutely love this because, you know, not everybody can afford a suit or look smart on their interview. So for this service to come about i'm gonna to have to applaud h&m for this yeah no that 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 is like love it love it yeah uh, absolutely life changing do you know what i don't get what don't you get right so obviously homelessness is a thing yes but already the system is already against homeless people because to be able to attend a job interview you've got to have a house yeah so you got to have some you got to have a place of residence residence re- residence <laughs> <laughs> residency yeah which just makes it so... Di- I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Why? I fucking just... I agree. I don't know why they expect that as well. I and don't want to also... go there again, but I, I am going to go there again. Just fuck okay. capitalism. Fuck. <laughs> fuck that, like... What's it called? The poverty? You just fuck it. Like, I'm just sick of it. Yeah. I rec- This week, I uh, had um, this whole meeting about the new EYFS. Because obviously, I work in EYFS and they're changing it and it's changing differently. And it's like a lot of the things we have to do now, for starting from September, is like, yep. say in where we are now, a lot of kids may not either get to go on transport because their families don't afford it. So they could like take the bus instead of walking somewhere. And it's like you do those kind of activities, you provide an opportunities, but you've got to have a reason why you're providing that opportunity. So say like a lot of your children in your nursery or your child mind or whatever live in flats they obviously don't get a lot of outdoor time so on a certain day every week you can take them to the park why do you do that because they don't get to go to the park a lot right now in my mm. opinion right i will admit development matters was already a flawed system let's go there but we're not going to go into that but isn't that not just trying to fix that poverty gap because in posher areas they're not going to like have any of those problems you can't try and use a system in early years to try and fix a, like an already broken system it's already very very fucked over yeah do you know what, like that is literally all that is. It's like, why this? Why now? Because it literally is going to be in my nurseries because we live in a poverty, like a poor area. That's why everything's going to be. Everything's going to be because we live in a small area that is yep. poverty ridden. So everything is going to be trying to stop that. But that, that's not right. It's not going to fix it because as soon as they leave early years, they go to school and that poverty gap's still going to be a massive, it's just going to be a massive thing. Fix the original issue and then we'll talk about early years. I'm just saying, there you go. There's my rant for the day. I agree. I also feel like institutions use poor areas just to fill in their like equality index or whatever it is. Yeah, that's all it is. For example, Oxford and Cambridge, they will get a limited amount of people from poorer areas. And we all know it's going to be a limited amount of people because we all know they're prioritising yeah. uh, the richer areas. Let's be honest. And we all know that they're just doing it for their equality thing. Like, oh, we've, we, we're taking in certain people from, you know, this poor area over here. We are good with equality. We are fair. Like, when, you know, I find the, the whole uni thing mad because obviously like, most people go to uni now. Like, you've, you've got to be fair. Like, a lot, a lot of people go to uni where years ago that would have never happened. Where the reason people in this area go to uni is completely different to why people from London would go to uni who are rich. It's completely completely different we go to unit because it's a necessity to get a good job and to be able to afford to live where they already have all of that anyway they just go to uni just because it's the norm do you know what i mean if that <laughs> yeah. makes sense like they, they don't they're not going we literally people like we literally have to get in debt to go to uni but that we have to get that debt to be able to get a really good paying job to a degree obviously there's obviously anomalies whatever but to a degree <laughs> didn't actually Pardon mean that job <laughs> But do you know what yeah. I was like? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like those people aren't going to open debt because me and Daddy will just pay for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's that's Where, an issue. That's also area, why I feel like we should really stop 
electing people into power of this country who have been privately educated because they do not represent the majority of the no, UK. No, they don't. It annoys I'm sorry, me. people who have been in private education, they do not understand the proper hardships. They don't. I know. So, this is a yeah. very controversial statement. I am very aware. However, if I genuinely was in charge of a country, there wouldn't be a private school. There wouldn't. And you may be like, what? I, right, I see it from two sides. I see if you are rich, and I, this could be wrong of me to say, I probably, if I had the money, I don't know actually, maybe I wouldn't, but I think, I can see why a lot of people would send their children to private school because it's there and it's an option and they can afford it but I think if I had a child I wouldn't and I was rich enough to afford private school I don't think I would because I think even though you may slag off our school I think we saw many experiences that you wouldn't see at a private school do you know what I mean exactly like we met children exactly. who were like young carers who literally went home and looked after their parents like you don't develop that empathy we saw children yeah. who were like living on the poverty line we experienced that and that gives you a kind of understanding of it where those people don't get that but yeah. the reason I wouldn't have it at private school is because then it stops that gap. It stops the poverty gap from such an early age. Everyone's on the same playing field. And that would make state education where it needs to be. Exactly. And also it would take away private school bias. Yep. Or like, you know, the shady stuff that you hear in the news about things happening where like people are slipping some money across so their child can have like the best education. I think if everybody was in a normal school and everybody had an equal chance, I think it would take away a lot of the problems that we have. But then it goes back to, to the situation of that those problems literally help themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like there's the whole thing of capitalism is capitalism benefits itself. And that's why as, as funny as it is for me to be like, I hate capitalism, no, capitalism is the problem of everything. Like it literally, and we're all bought into it in some way or another. Capitalism affects every area in society. Like it really does. Even feminism, it affects feminism. Do you know what I mean? Like stuff like that, you don't realise it is, but it plays a part in it. And with feminism as well, like there's a lot of stuff where it's arguing that like feminism works against itself. Like it creates the problem again because like you start pinning blame on other people. And it's just, that is, and they create, they don't want to get rid of it because it helps things. Do you know what I mean? If that, it benefits itself in a weird way. If I somehow come across like loads of money in my lifetime, like if I ever start making loads, which you know, it could happen, maybe, fingers crossed. Yeah. Still hoping. Um, If it ever happens, I will never, ever send my child to a private school ever. Because of the experiences that I got in a public school, I think it's a lot It's a lot better. I, I, do, I do. Because, like you mentioned, I grew up with, you know, people from a poor area whose parents struggled or whatever. I've also grown up with people who had to have, like, free school meals. Like, when we yeah. went on school trips, they would have an already bought sandwich or whatever. And it made me aware at a younger age that, oh, people do live in unfortunate situations. So, therefore, as I've grown up, I've become more understanding of it. And also... Let's be honest. Public schools, they're just a wild time. They are. And I think that there's so much... I could not imagine being brought up in a private school no. where, you know, everything was like prim and proper and... Yeah, but like, I just think there's so many... If uh, There's just so many experiences that we experienced that made us realise and aware that, that are so important yeah. to just being a nice human being. And I also... Exactly thing I come across where I'm like I, I hate the rich I don't hate the rich this is the thing I still think money needs to be a thing and I still think people need something to work towards and like if you are making your own money and you are you've made yourself rich 10 out of 10 to you I'm not here batting you down I'm not kicking off with your daddy who earns 50 grand I'm not kicking off about that my problem in life is inherited mm. wealth that is that's where I get so angry because I think if your great-grandfather owned some factory made millions upon millions upon millions and it's getting passed down through generation through generation because you're never going to spend that money in one generation that's yeah. what pisses me off because you don't understand the importance of what that person went through I think when you've worked for it 10 out of 10 you deserve it but when you're just inheriting it and you're going to private school and you're, you know, you're living like this life that is so just not with the truth like you think everyone is so much closer to being in poverty 
than they are to being a millionaire. And this is why yeah. I just never will understand how people can't see that and just won't. I just don't get it. Maybe it's because we live in an area where poverty is so prevalent. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. at my nursery, we obviously we have funded places, and um, those funded places have to pay two pound a week for snacks. That's just what they pay, and some people genuinely cannot afford it. Like that's yeah. mad. And yes, fair enough. Some of them do go out and buy cigs, and they do that. But again, that's not the child's fault. And what you've got to think about is that snack could be the only healthy meal they get in their life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's mad when you really think about it. And yeah, you can blame the parents, whatever. But some of them don't smoke, and some of them don't drink, and some just genuinely cannot afford it. And it's mad when you think it's two pound a week and they end up in debt over two pound a week because they have to pay, they do have to pay us because we have to give them snack. Two pound a week and they can't afford it and then eventually that racks up to like 36 pounds. And yeah. when you think about it like that, that's, and people who inherit wealth don't see that as a problem. They think, well, if you stop doing this, it's not that simple. They have to think, do we give two pound snack money or do we put on some electric so that, you know, we can actually heat the household? I just think as a country which is supposed to be one of the wealthiest in the world, we should be doing a lot more, I'd say, and a lot more to enrich the population exactly it's like that when marcus rashford was doing all that stuff and people were like blaming the parents well that's still not the child's fault they still should be allowed to get a meal at christmas it's still not a child's fault okay fair enough maybe they shouldn't have been brought into the world but i don't think anybody expects not to be able to afford looking after a child i don't think anyone ever expects that so stop being twats i just think the 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 whole system's an issue and i think it would also be resolved if we would stop voting for people who've been privately educated going to power i think if we really would if we voted for a prime minister or if we were given the choice might i add to vote for a prime minister who had been brought up in like a poor area who understands like the issues within the uk with like poverty and you know education things like that if we were able to vote someone like that i think you know the issues would be would be resolved yes it would still have to go through parliament that's another discussion for another time uh, I also feel like the the entire parliament situation should be revamped a bit, you know, I'd say. My granddad, right, if you don't know, members of parliament earn money than the prime minister, right? They earn more money. And my granddad said he thinks that the prime minister should earn more money. Really? Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, he said he thinks that the, he's, he's a Labour voter, by the way, but he um, said, I reckon that like Pete, the prime minister should earn more money. And I have never been more disgusted in my life, right? Because my argument to that is they get given a house, they get given the, everything, like, do you know what I mean? No, I understand it's a very stressful job. I'm not taking that away and even even to point i'll defend boris i get it's a very stressful job why i don't want to fucking do it but you know what you're getting into when you do that and i just think i just don't get it why would you say that that person deserves more money they literally get their meals can you believe that they get 15 or 25 quid i can't remember which is 15 or 25 quid a day yeah to go and get their meals but they won't do free they wanted to get rid of free school meals a few years back is that what the fuck is that about how does that make <laughs> it's, sense yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of the same thing it's kind of the yeah. same thing you know um, they're being given an allowance to pay for their they food they literally work like school time so when schools are off they're off pretty off. i think something like that um they get a lot of time off so what like i just don't get it the other year they voted for literally against the definition of a house because most people in parliament own houses and they're a part of the, the whole housing do you, what, what do you call it when you own a load of houses and like you rent them out they're landlords basically and they voted against what yep. I, the definition of house is so people now live in shit accommodation it's so institutionalized i hate it i just hate it that the whole system's fucked and i don't think it's ever going to be fixed in our lifetime if anything i think it's only going to progressively get worse i don't think it is either but we really do need to move on. Yeah, we do. Let's move on now to deep in it. In this section, it is a deep thought that I have found, thought about throughout the week that sends me into an existential crisis and just blows my mind, or just relates to me. To me. 
I had a bit of a... <laughs> to me, to you. So this one says, I don't have my driver's license, but I have my provisional. I mostly use my driver's license to buy stuff that impairs my ability to drive. Oh my word. <laughs> uh, I Ain't remember... Yeah, I remember when you first announced that you, you got your provisional, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got your provisional. And I, when you messaged me about that, I was like, oh my word, that's great. Now you can practice driving and, you know, then you could get a car and, you know, you could be an independent person. And you just responded back saying, Leon, I don't care about that. I just want to get drunk. <laughs> yeah, that, that's literally it. That's why I got my, my yeah. Brilliant. That is true. And I think that is the goal of many young people to get provisional, not to yeah. drive, just drinking buy alcohol. is UK legally. culture, mate. Yeah, it is. Also, um, just on a side note quickly. So I'm drinking from two o'clock tomorrow afternoon and I don't want to fold. Do I take two bottles of WKD to start off with? Big E is on about um, pre-drinking at her house. Pre-drink, really? She's a whip it with, al- with alcohol, mate. Holy like, you, crap. You are, you've yeah. not got your drink finished in 10 minutes. She's like, drink it, drink it. And that's why I end up absolutely smashed. That is peer pressure, that. You've got an ice cream van near your house. I have. We're, <laughs> we're going to have to have a little bit of pause to the ice cream vans here. In this weather. I know, right? Sometimes, right, the ice cream van will take the mick and it will come at like eight o'clock at night. Who's out at eight o'clock at night? No one. That's why you're failing as a business. <laughs> no, it's because they're selling hey. drugs. <laughs> oh, right. I, um, see, I was never part of that drinking culture because, you know, lots of people in our high school they obviously they drank a lot and they had parties they are drinking parties prematurely before the legal age mm-hmm. um and i was never part of that and i'm glad i wasn't to be honest like i have never been part of that british culture i waited until i was 18 and i think that is just something in itself that's not me bigging myself up no it is big me bigging myself up but <laughs> In theory, I wait till 16, which in the UK is genuinely actually a bit of a, an applauding moment. I find it funny in America because 21's a drinking age in it. Yeah. They must really follow it because um, like they do this thing where it's like you get iced on um, your 21st, which is like Smirnoff ice, and they get given yeah. that and it's like they drink that and it's like they get steaming off it. That is 4%. That is 4% wow. alcohol, mate. Come back to when you drank half a bottle of vodka. Come back yeah. when you do that because I, that's my, you, I don't think people realise how bad we actually are in the UK for drinking, but yeah, no. No, we are right do you know what's mental so what the legal age for drinking in the u.s is 21 isn't it mm-hmm. right the legal age in the u.s to buy a rifle or a shotgun is 18 let's imagine it how what <laughs> that, like, this is why america america how? is just as fucked oh my word come on people like that is insane you could buy a rifle and shotgun at the age of 18 but you're not responsible enough to drink what is going on? Reason, Sorry to any Americans listening. I could, I don't understand. The reason the UK's drinking culture is so bad is because we have to wait till we're 18 and it's like, I don't know, it's, it becomes like this like, kind of like, naughty thing to do, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, do I get drunk? <laughs> yeah. Well, like my mum, since like being probably about 12, mum was like, if you want to have a drink, you can have a drink in the house with me. And like, she will never let, she would never let me get drunk. And when I said a drink, I don't mean like I wasn't drinking vodka at that age. It was like it would have been WKD or something along those lines. And it'd be like one or two glasses while she was drinking. And it made it normal for me. But like France, it's normal to have a glass of wine with your meal underage, under the age of 18. Yep. That's normal. They don't Italy get drunk. As well. I think Spain drinking culture is nowhere near what it is in this country because it's just... They probably see all of us go over to Spain actually and get to it. I don't think, what the fuck are they doing with their lives? <laughs> but yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we it, it's like a bit taboo to drink but then everyone does it underage like everyone's like everyone i mean you've not but 90 i'd say easily 90 percent of the population has been twatted under the age of 18 like easily. i'm one of the 10 percent. i'm one of the few i don't get why it's so bad but it is we just it's just part of our culture i, I, think. I, I, I think the reason why it's so bad and the reason why so many people drink loads is because it's considered bad like you it's, you'll um, never see 
you'll never see someone in France or Spain or Italy getting absolutely like destroyed at the age of 16. And that's probably because they were introduced to it yeah. earlier. They were allowed to have it earlier, so it wasn't this like taboo thing. It, um, yeah, it's kind of... I don't know how to explain what I was going to say. I was going to say something that just left my memory. The ADHD just said, hello. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I actually, every day I, I live, I do think I've got ADHD even more. Like genuinely every single day I live. I find out new things about <laughs> it and I think that's me. Yeah. Are you knitting at the same time? No, I'm not. I've had to put it down because no. I can't focus on the two things at oh. once today. I don't know why. I'm having a strong ADHD day. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't make jokes about because people would find that offensive, but I genuinely do think I've got ADHD. I'm not joking. <laughs> even my manager's like, you're all right. <laughs> yeah, you do get distracted a lot by things. Yeah. A lot. A lot. <laughs> Even when you're talking as well. Like, if anybody's been listening to the uh, podcast over the uh, over the months, you'll understand that, you know, when Tegan starts talking about a certain topic, she'll then quickly move on to another topic. I've remembered Then it. go back to the old topic. Yeah. And then go back to a new one. <laughs> I've remembered it. I've remembered it. Um, in, this, in the UK as well, we have a massive binge drinking culture. Like, that's quite a big oh, thing. Oh, like, Yeah. No one ever really in the UK has, like, one or two drinks and then calls it a night in the UK. It is like... Do you know what? Like, you're supposed to have, like, in the entire week, like, one... I can't remember how many units it is, but really not that much. We probably drink a year's worth in a night. <laughs> like, probably. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a massive oh. thing. Like, it is... And a lot of people in this country think that you need, like, alcohol to relax. And I... I think that's kind of bad, really, actually. Because I can relax without alcohol. I just enjoy alcohol. Like, if you think, over lockdown, my guinea pig just squeaks for no reason. Um, I heard that as well. Was yeah. that Hattie? Yeah, of course it was. She's oh. fucking mouthy, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Half like of people in lockdown spent most of it every night getting, especially first lockdown, getting so drunk. Like, because mm. there was nothing to do and no one had anything to get up for. So like, let's just get drunk. Let's just drink. I really didn't. I had like two nights where I drank and that was it. The entire of the first lockdown. The second yeah, lockdown. Yeah, was shocking. That was shocking. I had none. Yeah. So I'm not like an alcoholic. I just, when I'd get drunk, I get steaming, which is binge drinking. It's <laughs> a bit uncharacteristic for you to not have drank over the lockdown. Like when you announced it, I was like, what, really? You haven't drank anything? Well, no, because I, I, I don't get people who can sit in the bedroom and drink alone. I've got to be honest. Like, <laughs> and one of the per- one of the person. <laughs> certain people, certain people out there. One of the person, fair enough. But I just don't get drinking alone. It kind of makes me feel weird. Like I think that's a bit sad in it. We know someone who who does that, don't we? What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, like, I only drink like. What, this is the funny thing. I when I go out to drink, I don't drink to get drunk. I drink no. like no, no, I don't. You just, you just happen to get drunk every time you go out to drink. All right, call me. <laughs> no, but like I'm not planning on getting. Like I'm not planning on getting so so wasted. And the few times that I do, I never end up getting that drunk. It's more because like I'm having a good time and I'm drinking more. And I'm just it just goes down easier when I'm having fun. And I won't lie, I do enjoy the feeling. Like it's not a lie. But if it ever became a problem, I'd want someone to tell me, and I'd be like, okay, let's stop now. Like, I think there'll become a point in my life where I just never drink again. I genuinely do. That'll be a shocking moment. Maybe, no, like, like, I don't older, know, like a lot mid-40s? Maybe, but maybe not. But I, I think there'll become a point where I don't During get a midlife as drunk crisis. as I get now. Or as often. Yeah. Talking about alcohol, though, I've requested... Uh, oh, my word. <laughs> Sounds like I've made an order. Um, I've asked my dad to uh, bring back Copperberg mixed fruits oh, for so, tonight's movie night. It's so nice. Like, I have become obsessed. Like, usually during a movie night, I will rarely drink anything. Like, I'll probably have, like, a Mavello cherry. Or, like, on the rare occasion, I'd have a rhubarb and custard. But, like, honestly, after having that Copperberg mixed fruit, I'd just turn around to my dad and was like, please, bring back some Copperberg. They're so nice. For tonight's movie night, because I want to have that again. It was fit. 
It was oh. But see, those those drinks are the problem because they're so sweet and so nice. You end up downing them so fast, and next minute, fucking hell. Oh, fucking honestly, walls like, are spinning. How quickly? How quickly did I drink that Copperberg? Very before we, went... we even finished the meal. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's our time to wrap it up for yeah, this week. So do I. We've been we've been here a while, haven't we? We have. I mean, you went off on a on a bit of a tangent there. I did. I'm you know sorry. how long that tangent was? How long? Half an hour. Oh, really? Half an hour. Fuck off. So, to anybody listening to this podcast and wondering, like, what are they talking about? Like, the, the episode's a normal time. Yeah, that's because I've done a lot of editing out. A lot. Half an hour van, everyone, during the In What World section. So, um, yeah, it's been a good one, though. It has. Do I need to do the outro? Do you want to do the no, outro? No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't know why okay, I offered yeah, that. <laughs> Actually, no, you know what? I'll plug the Patreon and then you can do the outro. So you started and you finished it. Okay. If you enjoyed what we had to say, you can support us on Patreon for as little as £1, which I think is $1.30 a month. And you can get access to some exclusive benefits if you enjoy us and you want to support us. And you can find the link to our Patreon in the podcast bio or in the episode bio. And yeah, Tegan, do you want to end it off? Yep. So if you'd like to follow the podcast, you can on Twitter at GTNALT Podcast. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, it is at Tegan. Oh, no, it's not. That's not my Twitter. It's anymore. not. <laughs> it is at <laughs> Basic. The pressure. L-Y yeah. Slick. I just realised what we didn't talk about. The Glee what? party. Ellie's going to kill us. We'll have to discuss that next time. And then if you'd like to follow Leon on Twitter, you can at... At Bogus Plague. Thank you all for listening and good Bye. Bye. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>